0: I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, really pleased that you found us. I hope you enjoy your stay with us today. Okay, now today I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit controversial. And yeah, so today the, we're going to talk about the benefits of a more casual communication in your marketing including using swear words so yeah a little bit controversial so just to let you know in real life I am a very sweary person (laughs) and if you listened a few weeks ago I did actually accidentally post the draft of this podcast which included my swear words in there as well so although I was surprised to notice there were far fewer swear words than I thought there would be which was quite good (laughs) So I think I'm a respectful, sweary person. You know, I don't go around effing and jeffing all over the place if it's likely to upset people around me. You know, that's that's not my style at all. And when I was bringing up my boys, and my boys are both grown up now, but when I was bringing them up, I didn't teach them not to swear because I just didn't think that was realistic because everybody swears. You know, you watch a TV programme at like nine o'clock. There's, you know, all sorts of swear words in there. So I just thought, you know, teaching them not to swear was not really going to be realistic. But I did teach them that they should be really mindful if they chose to swear. So I'd say to them, you know, if you want to, swear with your friends, you know, who by all accounts, swear with your friends. But otherwise, be really mindful of who's around you. You know, don't swear around granddad. Don't swear around me. I don't want to hear you swearing. And I think that they are careful about that now. You know, they swear because they're normal people, but they are careful about where, you know, who they might swear in front of. They don't just like, you know, F and Jeff just in front of everybody. And it sort of made me think about, you know, a time I did my, I love TA, you know, transactional analysis. I absolutely love TA and I did my TA training at the Byrne Institute. I did the TA 101 and I did the year-long foundation and I was really lucky to have Adrienne Lee and Ian Stewart as my tutors and they were both absolutely brilliant. But I just adored the lessons that Adrienne took because she told amazing stories to demonstrate her points which worked really well. I can remember all of her stories because she didn't just tell these stories she also kind of reenacted them as well and I just loved it like I say those lessons are firmly in my memory and there's one thing I remember her talking about when she was talking about TA games and she described how an argument with her husband escalated until she finally raised the stakes by using the f-words and she swore she said what she said in the lesson and this was hilarious It was really a little bit shocking that a tutor swore. It was like, oh my God, this this isn't normal. But I remember it so well because, well, because she'd sworn and because she'd sworn, it kind of put me at ease. I felt I could relax a little bit. I really loved her for swearing. It made her feel more real to me, more relatable, more normal even. I mean, you know... It, it had a real impact on me. So I'm going to pause now from what I want to talk to you about just to ask you to check in with how that feels for you. You know, I wonder what your reaction might have been if a tutor used the F word in the classroom, you know. Would you have been like me and felt relieved and, you know, felt more of a connection with them? Or would you maybe have felt a little bit angry that they'd sworn? Maybe you'd felt insulted? Or maybe that it was an unprofessional thing to do. So just have a little think about that. You know, it's just, it's just worth thinking about. I find this subject so interesting. You know, it's really interesting, isn't it? How words affect people. I love how words can provoke really powerful responses. Now, I've had therapy in some form or another throughout my life. You know, I first went to counselling in my early twenties and I last went about a year ago. And with practically all of my past clients, if I swore, which to be honest, (laughs) was pretty often often when I'm getting angry about things, I felt like I was naughty for swearing and I'd always end up apologising, you know, sorry about my language. And I think there was an unacknowledged feeling like I should be on my best behaviour, almost like visiting like, you know, a great aunt and I shouldn't be swearing. You know, I told my children to be careful where you swear Well, I felt very often that I shouldn't be swearing in those situations because that was like naughty and not allowed. And I want to, you know, again with this, I want to put it to you to think about this. You know, why is that? Why is it that I would feel like I was being naughty if I swore? Well, I'm going to talk to you about the therapy rebrand. Now, a few years ago, I did a a survey about the public perception of counselling and I called it therapy rebrand and it was a real eye-opener now I did do a webinar where I looked at all the results and I gave suggestions of how you can change your marketing to encourage more people to access help and you can still watch that for free it was a few years ago so you know it's me with completely different hair <laughs> different branding but you can go and have a look and see what was said there so that's it uh janetravis.co.uk slash webinar. So you can go on over there and have a little look at that. I think you'll find it really interesting because, you know, the way people perceive counselling has a massive effect on us as counsellors. And it's also going to have a massive effect on what's going to be an effective way of marketing. Because there were a few themes that came up. And one of the themes was that it was, That people would get a feeling that going to counseling would mean that they'd failed somehow. You know, that going to therapy meant that that they'd failed. Now that probably won't come as a surprise to you, but it but this might, because the feeling of failure led them to feeling that going to a therapist was a bit like if they were being sent to the headmistress's office, like they were small and powerful and going to be told off. Now that is awful isn't it so somebody who's really struggling with life is telling themselves off and feeling as though going to therapy is a massive punishment and they've got to go and see the headmistress I just find that heartbreaking really you know the counsellors that I know and that's like you know there's a lot of you that I know want to do their very best for people to put them at ease that uh, you know the whole point of counselling is we're totally on that person's side so, you know, I, I just think this is something that we could do with looking at and and sort of dealing with and approaching in our marketing, really, because there you are ready to welcome people with the three core conditions. And before you even meet them, they think you're going to be stern and going to be judgmental. I mean, you know, ouch, isn't that just the polar opposite of what you want? Now, I hate that people feel like that when therapy is such a positive thing. It has such a positive effect on people. And this is why I keep banging on about how important it is to be relatable and to form connections when you're doing your marketing. So, again, I'm going to ask you to just pause for a second and think Do your clients swear in front of you? Okay, it's a funny question, isn't it? But if they swear, do they apologize and if they do the fact is it's probably not something that you've either said or done it's something that's in there it's like a myth that they've got in their head that they you know they can't swear in front of somebody like you somebody that's a professional so you know it's probably not something you've said or done it's just the way that it is Now, as I've said, I'm a really sweary person and I welcome swearing. Well, well, I used to. I'm not a counsellor anymore, but I used to welcome swearing in the counselling room because to me, it meant that the client is feeling comfortable. They're feeling comfortable enough to just say what they want to say without having to edit it. But I still found that clients would often apologise if a swear word would pop out. (laughs) Now, just to be clear... If I had a client with me, I wouldn't be sat there swearing my little head off. I always took my cue from the client. You know, if the client swore, then I would use the same language as them. And I think that's how most of us do it. So, yeah, I I wouldn't just sit there effing and jeffing (laughs) in front of a client. I would take my cue from them. So, to me, the real issue here is how can we help people to feel more comfortable coming to therapy? How can we help people to sort of let go of this idea that they're coming to like a headmistress or somebody in authority? Because that's just, we don't want that. I mean, so many times people talk about, I don't want a niche because I don't want people to see me as an expert or something like that. So how can we let go of that myth? Well, as I say, I started the Therapy Rebrand Movement a few years ago. And to find out more about it, I think the best thing is to listen to the free webinar, like I've said, janetravis.co.uk slash webinar or you can take a listen to episode 65 of the podcast where I talk about the talk about the therapy rebrand movement and if you do have the grow your private practice book which is available on amazon I talk about the therapy rebrand in the introduction to the grow your private practice book so I'd love you to get you know start thinking about this and get on board about it because this is something I feel really really passionately about but as for most people the events of the last couple of years with the lockdown and everything this has kind of gotten away from from me for a little bit this hasn't had the direct the attention that I think that this deserves But this is going to be something I'm going to be focusing on more. You know, Therapy Rebrand is something I'm going to be looking at in the coming months because I want to help you. I want to help counsellors to communicate the value of therapy easily and so that it's really going to encourage people to come come to counselling. And this is kind of my passion. This is the thing that fires me up. You know, I'm absolutely sick to death of counselling, not getting the recognition it deserves. And I firmly, firmly believe that if we all work together as a profession, we can change these beliefs. And that means that clients will be more likely to access counselling, more likely to get help earlier, and therefore just not keep struggling on when help is available. You know, there's an army of counsellors out there ready and waiting to help people, but people are struggling on and not getting the help because they just don't really either understand how we can help or know that we're there. So, yeah, another handy side effect to all of this is that you will get more clients as well, which means that you will earn more money. And that's always a good thing. So keep an eye out for some more about Therapy Rebrand. I'll be talking about that more and more as we go on. So back to swearing. Went off on a bit of a tangent then. Back to swearing. So if a client feels like they have to watch their P's and Q's when they come for counselling, How can we help them? What can we do to help them to feel more at ease and more able to open up? Well, I think the language we use is so powerful. So swearing could be something that makes your potential clients feel more at ease to be able to form a connection more and to help you to be more relatable to them. So maybe you stood there, well, I don't know why you stood, sat walking in the bath, in the shower, wherever you are, are you thinking, oh my God, is she saying that I have to swear? Now just stick with me just for a while and I hope that I can be uh, clear in what I mean. Because I did a little research about swearing when I was thinking about doing this and there is loads and loads of research out there. So here are some things that I learned from a study from, how am I going to say this right, Radbu University in the Netherlands. And I'll put a link. I'll also do this not just as a podcast. I'll do this as a blog as well. And there'll be a link in the blog and you can go look at the research as well. So this research says that swearing has been researched before in various different contexts. And findings indicate that swearing generally produces positive effects. An example of this is that swear words can serve as an outlet to release stress and to extra emphasize the swearer's feelings and they've cited fine and johnson there for that they go on to say swearing at the workplace promotes in-group identification due to swear words having the effect of creating an informal and more relaxed working place interesting right and then they say that they researched swearing behaviour by politicians and found that politicians who use swear words leave a better impression than politicians that don't use swear words. The act of swearing makes the politician afe- appear more informal, and this informality increases the politician's relatability. Again, due to the informality which is associated with swearing, speakers are perceived as more relatable and therefore perceived with more positivity than non-swearing speakers. Now, isn't that really interesting how using swear words, and we're not talking about big, massive, we're not dropping the C-bomb or anything here, but little swear words, just in in the way that people talk, help people to connect, help to make people more relatable, and also that swearing, you know, if your client swears, that's a great way to help them to use that as an outlet for stress and to, you know, really get into what it is they're saying. I find this absolutely fascinating. I hope you do too. It is fascinating. So I suppose the question is, should you swear in your marketing? And as per usual, there's no hard and fast answer here. Now, I don't usually swear when I'm working, at least at least not on purpose anyway. But when I think about it more, I do use mild sweary language, you know, things that aren't going to shock people, like like saying crap or bloody or things like that, or oh my God, or something like that. I steer away from the major offenders, you know, I don't drop the F-bomb in my marketing because that just doesn't feel right to me. I might talk like that in a one-to-one consultation with someone, but only if it feels appropriate, only if that Or the person that I'm speaking to is, you know, a bit sweary themselves. So I don't really use a lot of big swearing. But the idea that all swearing is bad is kind of old fashioned these days. And if we're too formal and professional, when I say professional, I'm doing it with little air quotes around it. So if we're trying to be a professional counsellor, it can actually make people feel more anxious about going to counselling and actually put them off getting therapy. So I think it's important to really think about this. You know, it's something that is worth taking a little look at. So what if swearing isn't your style? Well, if swearing's not your style, that's absolutely fine. Don't go forcing yourself to swear. That's not what this is about, really. It's not really necessarily about swearing. It's about more casual communication to help to be more relatable. That's really what this is about so really what you're trying to do is just to write and be relevant so that that helps to connect with people so you know don't worry if you don't swear don't worry if you don't want to swear that's absolutely fine but what I would say is take a look at what you currently write and how you currently write and ask yourself is this going to help people to connect with me? Is this going to make me sound more relatable? Or am I coming across as a little bit starchy? Am I trying too hard to be professional at the cost of making those connections? It's really worth having a proper, you know, proper look at what you're doing. Because if you are trying to be professional, I want you to practice writing in a less formal way. And there are ways of doing this. You know, you can use You can just use a few slang terms in there. You don't have to swear. You can use contractions by saying things like, instead of saying will not, you'd say won't, that sort of thing. But to be honest, the very best way to make sure that you write like you sound is simply to read it out loud. And I mean actually read it out loud, not just read it in your head. Because what will happen then is you'll easily see what words don't feel right, what words don't sound like you. And it's going to highlight anything that sounds too formal or even too babbly. So, you know, if you read it out loud, it makes it easy to see what bits you can change so that you've got a more casual style. Just remember the point of marketing is to connect with people. You know, it's not about trying to be the most professional if being professional pushes people away you know, what we're looking at doing is using a more casual language so that this makes therapy more accessible for people. Like I say, I do find this a really fascinating subject. And it really intrigues me that I see therapists on social media using, you know, using more casual language or even having swear words in their posts and TikToks. I, for me personally, I think it could be quite funny. It shows a sense of humour. And that can make you really relatable and approachable. You know, it really helps to put people at ease. So if people have this idea that going to therapy means that they're going to this like highly professional person, and it's a bit like having to go to the headmistress, if they see things that you put out there on social media or in your blogs or whatever, and it's a very casual language, and that people are able to show a bit of a sense of humour, I think that that's going to really help people to feel more comfortable going to get counselling. But a caveat here is, look, I'm not suggesting that you just start swearing like a sailor all over the place. Not, Not at all. That would be freaky weird. So please don't do that. But what I am suggesting is that it could be helpful to relax your language when the time is right in order to attract the right clients to you. And the trick here is understanding your clients, understanding your niche So let's use the power of language to reduce anxiety and to make therapy feel more accessible. Let's use the power of language to dispel some of those myths. So that's it for this week. I hope you found this interesting. If you have, please contact me and let me know what your opinion is, because there is no absolute right or wrong. I'm just putting some stuff out there for you to you know, to think about. And remember, you can watch the replay of the Therapy Rebrand webinar for free over at jametravis.co.uk slash webinar. So all that's left for me to do is say thank you so much for listening. It's been really great having you here. And if you've got therapist friends that would appreciate some extra help and tips around marketing, then be a friend and tell them about the Grow Your Private Practice show so all that's left now is to say have a ruddy fantastic week I'll speak to you soon bye thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there I'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye